Holy shit. What the fuck, man? All right, well, uh, this is just kind of a spur of the moment thing. We decided we're going to go ahead. We watched TakeOver, so we, uh, was this any kind of special TakeOver? Vengeance Day, isn't that what it was called? Yeah. Vengeance Day. Uh, I like the Vengeance, old old school Vengeance logo that they pulled out for it. That was really good. Uh, And hell, the stuff that just went down, man, that... That's going to be a hell of a build-up into the next few takeovers of Mania. I mean, you could see kind of seeds being sown, but, I mean, the way they just, the subtle stuff... Oh, yeah, all throughout the show. uh, Well, not even throughout the show, but, I mean, just throughout... The history of the past few weeks on oh yeah NXT and everything just you know the well I mean we'll get into it here in just a little bit uh, before we ramble on too much of course we'll throw the commercial in there try to make another dollar or two so uh we'll uh, take a break right here real quick get everything get our mind wrapped around everything we just fucking saw I'm telling you, man. and uh we'll be right back. Okay, and we are back. Uh, like we said, tonight, NXT Vengeance Day takeover. What is this? Takeover number 902, I think. Something like that. Give or take a few. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, five matches, uh, plus some other noteworthy things that happened. Uh, apparently, during the pre-show, which we didn't watch because... Full disclosure, we started watching about uh, about 9 o'clock. Yeah, so we're just a little behind. Uh, started watching, of course, started from the beginning. Uh, did not watch the pre-show, though, but they recapped later on what happened on the pre-show. And holy shit, what happened uh, on the pre-show? Eli Drake. Uh, LA Knight, I think, is what he's going by now. Yeah. But, uh. Big signing. I hadn't heard that yet. Uh, of course, talks. Oh, fucking amazing talker. It's crazy because when I was, when it pulled him up and I just kind of glanced before I realized who it was, I was like, what the hell's the Miz doing on NXT? <laughs> <laughs> oh, good God, the Miz on NXT. That would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ellie Drake. L.A. Drake, Eli Drake, L.A. Knight. That's going to be a great thing on NXT. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I didn't get to see a lot of Impact, TNA, whatever the fuck right. it's called when he was on there. Just because what channel was it on? When did it come on? It was the on Outdoor Sports It was on channel. this channel. Then it was on that channel. Then you go to that channel when it's supposed to be on and somebody's shooting a deer. And so you're like, wait a minute, what the fuck? And... So yeah, I mean, I like, wait, Shawn Michaels is in, on Impact Wrestling now. <laughs> yeah, it just got really confusing. So I didn't get to see a lot of his stuff. Heard really good things. Yeah. What little bit of stuff I have seen is good. So I think it's a good pickup. I think it's going to work out. Uh, I think he'll be a, very well. I think he'll be in a similar capacity like Bobby was when he was first in NXT. Kind of good talker, smooth in the ring. But I think he'll stay on there for a, a good bit longer than Bobby did. Yeah, yeah, I think so. But uh, get right into the card. Well, what do we say? A good five match card. And then some uh, shenanigans at the end. Uh, yeah. Uh, five matches. Uh, three title matches. And then the two Dusty Cup finals. Uh, 
So we'll go ahead and get into it. First match, Dakota Kai, Raquel Gonzalez uh, against Shotzi Blackheart and Ember Moon. Uh, Ember said she was going to make history when she came back to NXT. Didn't really work out here. Dakota and Raquel did go over, but... Uh, Man, man, these women, they fought their asses off tonight. They worked their asses off. It was a good match. I wrote down good match, believable finish, uh, how they went through everything. Uh, <laughs> I took notes, if you can fucking believe it. Uh, they just sit there like, hey, what happened just a minute ago? Well, if you're fucking looking, quit writing your damn notes, you know. Yeah, I had to rewind. It took us probably, well, it's 1130. So it took us about two and a half hours, two hours and 45 minutes to watch this two-hour show because I rewound some. So I made sure to go over everything I wanted to go over. And in this match, first thing I wrote down, it's kind of a weird layout for the match. Yeah, I, I did notice that at first. It seems like almost at some point they were trying to make... Uh, it almost looked like Raquel and Dakota were supposed to be the babies yeah. because of how they done it. Because I'm like, wait a minute, the power heels getting the shine at the start, and then they're taking heat on Dakota. What? Well, not only that, but it's like the stuff they were doing. It was almost like heel shenanigans to keep Raquel back out of the ring right. and everything. Uh, I mean, it makes sense, but then it's like it's that whole traditional baby heel dynamic that's. Kind of being blurred here, like, okay, what's, what's going on? I mean, they're going through, and I even wrote down, uh, power heel shine, babies take heat on Dakota, and then the false tag, was it a tag? Ref wasn't looking, right. Embry got tagged in, or didn't get tagged in, and the ref's arguing with them back and forth, and they go over and knock Raquel off the ring, and I'm just like, that's a total heel dick move that just happened. What the hell? Uh... But then they get back on track and they get the actual hot tag to Raquel later, I guess you could say. And then that's when it turned into your typical match where they started taking heat on the baby face. And then the baby face making the comeback and then this happened. And then uh, the powerbomb to Shotzi up against the barricade. Yeah, that was that, that looked brutal. Uh wasn't. I said, Ember come back because of miscommunication. It was, uh, I accidentally hit my partner and then my partner hit me. One of them kind of things. Uh, Eclipse with no ref. No pin can happen. Uh, get the pin, Kale powers out. Yeah, Shotzi's back. Avalanche sliced bread. That looked pretty good. It was, uh, Shotzi hit it onto Raquel. Yeah, I feel like she didn't get the full rotation right there at the end because it looked like she cratered her neck a little bit. But it still looked good. still looked good. She looked like she was okay, but it looked like it uh, hurt a little bit. Yeah, pin broken up by Dakota. They get her out of the ring and do nice assisted tope. Ember pulling the ropes apart so they can hit it. And then three boom, 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 big finishing moves on Raquel for a two count. A couple fosters, yeah. Uh, then they wind up everybody out of the ring and a big Ember gets her up, gets yeah. uh, Dakota up in the electric chair. Shotzi comes off with a crossbody. Yeah, that looks nice. That looked really good. Uh, back into the ring. Uh, more shenanigans. 
uh, getting Ember out, uh, big move over onto the rampway, and then just completely just tosses her shit cannon her off the into the barricade into the plexiglass area, and then a choke slam power bomb looking deal. She had her like five feet. Uh, to Shotzi for the one two three. Like I said, it was a good match. Finish believable. A big move like that is going to take anybody out. Yeah. And uh, then winning the Dusty Cup. It made sense. Well, it made sense, and it's going to play in because the winner of the Dusty gets it's the Shana. tag title shot. You got Dakota and Shayna. So Dakota and Shayna have their history with each other. Raquel and Nia, the big yeah. power versus power dynamic. And I think... Now that we go back, was this match really a weird layout? Because you got to think, when we transition into Nia, Shayna versus Dakota Raquel, you know, Dakota, Shayna have that history. Are we going to transition to them as baby faces? Because, you know, is this going to be Dakota's moment where she finally gets back at Shayna and finally gets that win on her so they win the tag titles and then get the call up? No. But, you know, that's that's the story that could be played. You could say that, but, but I don't, I don't think... I can see a heel-heel. I don't think it's anything like that. I think this was the plan to get them the win all along because just the size of Raquel, that's well, yeah, you that's what they played off throughout this whole thing. Without, yeah. So what's going to happen? Is, is it going to wind up to the split where Raquel's like, I don't need you? And she costs them the match and she just walks out or something, yeah. I mean, that could be something. Or, I mean, it could go... A million different ways, but I don't see, I don't see Raquel and Dakota winning the tag titles from Nia and Shayna. Well, they never made a specific date on when it was, so this could they could build this up for a while. You know, they do their thing on NXT, build it up. Nia and Shayna do that. I mean, it could even be completely different champions by the time the match happens. But I mean, it's just one of those. You never know what they're actually going to try to do when it comes to this stuff because. I don't think half the time they know what they're going to do when it comes to this stuff because... Because they don't care. Because WWE... But, yeah. Uh, and we got a couple video packages. Uh, commercials on pay-per-view is the way they do them on the network. I don't like it. Yeah. You shouldn't have a commercial on a pay-per-view even though this isn't a pay-per-view because it's not a pay-per-view because... What the fuck is a pay-per-view anymore? And, but, uh, yeah, we get the commercial. Then we get the video package for the next match, which is the North American title match. Uh, Johnny Gargano and Kushida. What can you really say about this match, man? This These was, guys have amazing chemistry together. They have amazing chemistry. But hell, they have chemistry with anybody, these two guys. Oh, yeah, I mean, two but, of the smoothest workers in the history of the business, I'm telling you right now. I mean, they come out, even with the heat between them, you know, Gargano, he was doing his whole trying to get psyched up, trying to stay away from Kushida as much as he could before the bell because he's still doing the whole, you know, don't say the K-word thing that he was doing. Uh, Getting into the match, I mean, fast. Fast It was a fast start right from the start. They were just back and forth, back and forth. Then, uh. Go for a couple big moves, and it just slows down to transition into chaining back and forth. Yeah, transitioning in different submission holds. And just, it was just so fluid, though, for like five, six minutes of that chain wrestling. It was, oh, it was amazing. Yes. 
then they finally wind up going outside. Gargano takes over. Uh, Kushida hits a reversal, takes over. Kushida starts working over on the arm, which was, you know, throughout the whole thing, that's what he was trying to do because he's the submission. He does the arm submission anyway. Yep. When they had that fight backstage, what was it, two weeks ago? Yeah, targeted his arm. He got the big kick on yep. the arm. So the whole thing played into this was, you know, Johnny's arm and throughout the whole match. And then Gargano, uh, he winds up cutting him off with a big neck breaker in the ropes. And that just keeps going. Keeps going into more neck heat. Uh, it was a good series right here. Uh, Gargano goes for a neck breaker. Kushida reverses it into a backslide. Gargano, fight, fight, fight. Winds up hooking him for a suplex. Hits a gourd buster instead. Uh, then a little more... A little more stuff. Boom, boom, booms. Kick on the arm. They start trading submission. Then they go into the blow the ref spot. Oh, yeah. One, two. Here's a pin. Here's a pin. Back here's a pin. Back There's back a pin. No, shot. here, here, yeah. here. Spin, spin, spin. It's like... I think I counted six different pins, maybe yeah. more than that. I might have missed one. Backside, sunset, Mahistra, yeah. And then finally, boom, double line, they're both down. Great little double down spot. Great double down. Uh, what else we got? Oh, the uh, strike exchange. There's an ankle lock to a snap German to a kick. Uh, quick two count. Then Kushida comes back. Uh, a Kushida flurry to a bridging chicken wing. That was that was really good. I just wrote the Kushida flurry because I didn't know if I'd remember everything and it was too much to write down. Yeah, it gives me that. This was the one. He sidestepped him out of the ring, uh, goes for the springboard, misses that, comes back. Gargano kicks him, starts to go for the, the spear. spear to the ropes, catches he catches him. him. He's in. Then there's that bridging chicken wing. Flips back over, does another one. Hits the bridge. Hits that bridge and suplex, two count. Goes up top, and then Gargano, that's where he starts taking over again. Uh, big second rope twist and suplex. Yes, that was nice. It was so fluid. Like, Kushida goes up, he acts like he's going to get the suplex. And it's like, it's almost like as soon as he lifts up, you think Kushida's got the uh, the momentum. But no, Johnny Gargano reverses the momentum, hits that reverse suplex, and it was just so smooth the whole way through. It was It was incredible. That's not what happened at all. What are you talking about? Gargano had him up top, and he hooks like he's going for a gourd buster and then turns it into a suplex like Kevin Owens used to do. Yeah, was, or whatever. Did you fall asleep? No, I was watching that part. <laughs> uh, then they're back into some more chains, submissions, double down, the seated strikes. I always love that where they're so tired, they're just... Bombing each other from their knees and their ass and everything. They work their way up and then fire back up again. Uh, fire back up. Kushida goes for the handspring elbow. He's caught to a Russian leg sweep that he transit that Gargano transitioned to the Gargano escape. Uh, back and forth. Boom, boom, boom. They eventually wind up up on the top rope. Kushida with that big top rope transition to the arm bar. Uh, they wind up 
he gets to uh shit if i can talk it's late <laughs> we're both tired this paper be wore us out gargano he gets to the ropes they get outside they're fighting outside uh gargano gets him slams him into the apron slams him into the yep lawn dart guardrail they're in the ring or he's outside the ring he's crawling up the ramp trying to get away then he sees Kushida and he's like, oh, fuck. Yep, shit runs all the way down the ramp. Bam, kick into the arm. So he turns around. He's crawling back towards the ring. That's when Kushida does the run. The kick. Boom. They get in the ring. He hooks in that. What is that submission? What does he call it? He, he, he wraps him around like a guillotine and puts him in like almost a kimura, but he calls it the hoverboard lock. I can see that. Just, he's back to the future thing. Yeah, hoverboard. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, yeah, he's got that in. Gargano breaks it up with a slingshot yeah. onto the top rope. Yep. Cradles his neck in the, yeah, gets his neck in the rope. Breaks the hole. Kushida's on the outside. Slingshot DDT onto the ramp. Boom. Kushida rolls back in, goes to get up. Slingshot DDT into the ring. Boom. One, two, three. Still your North American champion, Johnny Gargano. Good call. Good match. Damn good match. It was uh, really good. Whole lot of back and forth stuff in there. Uh, This did not hurt Kushida at all to lose this match. No, they made him look, he looked real strong. Uh, They were even saying on commentary, is it different Kushida than what he was just last year or two years ago when he first came to NXT? Yeah, they were talking about how just late 2020s when he started hitting his stride and we're starting seeing the Kushida that you're seeing the you're seeing the Japanese Kushida, not the Americanized Kushida. Yeah. If that makes sense, a uh, little bit more uh, video package. They didn't stay on the match too much afterwards. As soon as it was over, they cut to something else. Uh, video package building up the men's Dusty Cup final. MSK versus the Grizzled Young Veterans. Before the match started, you had a Grizzled Young Veterans promo. Zach Gibson can talk like fuck, man. That guy's good on the mic. Definitely. I mean, that was a great promo that he cut. Uh, Does this... uh, I mean, I'm going to go ahead and say MSK won the match. Does that hurt the... GYV since they lost the two, Dusty Cup last year. Two straight finals in a row. I, I don't, I don't recall seeing last year's finals. Who they faced last year? Do you know? I was gonna ask you unless that was because they said throwing together a team that wasn't Ricochet and Alistair, was it? I don't remember. I have to go back and look. But this one, I don't see so because you know they had you know good showing. They they made these guys look good. Of course, we knew that coming up when they got signed that they were going to be pushed to the moon. I didn't obviously think it was going to be this hard. I mean, of course, their next stop is probably going to be the NXT tag titles, you know. Well, that's their next match. MSK, they're going to get the shot. They won the cup, so they get the shot at 0-1-2. I'm sorry, I love them. Love them. Oh, I do too. Uh, Oni Lorcan, Danny Birch, they're fucking amazing. And... Hell, they're heels, but I popped like hell when they won the tag titles. Yeah, yeah they should have. It was long overdue, in my opinion. 
But yeah, uh, Grizzled Young Veterans, yeah, I feel like their in-ring style is incredible. I feel like what they can do in the ring speaks for themselves. I don't really think it hurts them one bit. Whether they're staying in NXT or if they're getting the call up or, well, they're probably not going to go back to the UK since they've been in NXT because of the COVID. I don't think they're going to get the call up just because this was a good, it was a good match. It was a good showing, but that's not the type of match that you lose and then get called up from. Yeah. This is going to be something, it may even transition to a triple threat match for the tag titles. It could, and they can. And I would not hate that at all. No, and I feel like that NXT's tag division it, it could use to keep what tags they do have because we all know going to the main roster for tag teams is the kiss of death. So, well, Just because Vince doesn't like tag teams and I don't understand that. Tuesday, our tag team podcast that's what it's all going to be about. Tag team wrestling is some of the best wrestling you can have. And this match fucking proved it. So, we're going to get into that right now. Okay. Starting off, boom, boom, chain. Mm-hmm. It was, I mean, good stuff. I didn't write any of the stuff down they were doing because it was just back and forth. Heels with a bit, little bit of a takeover. Again, to start, which kind of... Like I said, it kind of confuses me, if anything. It should be a quick takeover for the heels and then get cut right back off. But the heels tonight have gotten an extended, extended shine, enough to where I write it down saying the heel shine. And uh, the springboard twisting crossbody for a cutoff was good. Uh, these guys, man, MSK... Again, they were the rascals in Impact. Didn't get to watch much of their shit there because, again... Four different channels. What channel do they come on? When do they go? Uh, well, I feel like now with Impact, you know, getting pretty steady on Access, I believe it is. Yeah. It's going to be a lot easier for us to keep up with it. Especially yeah. with their Access took over New Japan spot. New Japan is now on the Roku channel, which is awesome because now we can start watching that again. And, uh... No, I even wrote in big letters. This was a fucking good match. Uh, you got that springboard cross body for the taking over right there. Some good double team stuff back and forth. Uh, here's one dive. Then they go for like the Hardy Boys poetry in motion dive. Uh, one of the heels moves out of the way, so only one of them takes it. Celebrate, celebrate, yay, yay, I just hit the big move, and then he gets cut right the fuck off. Uh, leads into a little bit of heat. Uh, going over, they get the ref distracted when they get the other. Uh, I like the way they did this. Uh, Zach Gibson jumped down, ran around, pulled. Pulls, pulls. Okay, I don't remember their names now. So, I remember their names when they were the Rascals. And Zachary Wentz and Desmond... <laughs> what, Desmond... Zachary Wentz and Desmond Taylor. Yeah, Desmond Taylor. Uh, he pulls Desmond off. Desmond hit clocks in the face. Zachary they, he climbs in the ring, no. begging off, no, no, no. The referee grabs Desmond's like, hey, man, you can't be in here. And they hit... Uh, Grizzled Young Veterans hit a badass flatliner with a second rope 
pump drop kick uh, for a two count. Uh, go for some more heel shenanigans, and Wentz was able to avoid the big payoff this time and get the hot tag. There's some boom booms and some bam bams. The heels gather together. Huge dive over the ring post. Yeah, he goes from one side of the ring all the way over the fucking ring post. Beautiful. Uh, so, Desmond back in the ring with uh, Zach Gibson. Okay, Russell Young veteran, Zach Gibson, and... James Drake. James Drake. James Drake at the long hair, Zach Gibson's the ball-headed one. See, I know the tag team names. I don't know the singles names. And when it comes to MSK, I know their old names. <laughs> but, no. Uh, Desmond goes for a badass... He's you know, does a slingshot into the ring... To a damn backhand spring into a Pele big kick for a two. Uh, he gets cut off when he goes back up top. James Drake distracts him. Grabs Zach away. Gibson hits him. Goes for a power bomb. Winds up hitting the next factor. I uh, gets the tag in to Zachary Wentz, which is not Zachary Wentz anymore. Yeah, you know, I like I said, names. I get confused. <laughs> I'm old. You can't change people's names like the Eli Drake L.A. Knight thing. I'm not going to remember that shit tomorrow. I mean, Chuck, call him L.A. Drake or Eli Knight for God's sakes. Keep something. <laughs> okay. After the X Factor, he gets the tag. He does a slingshot on uh, the bald guy. Zach Gibson. Gibson. See? I can't remember names. Does the slingshot? He, he knows the tag team names, but he didn't know that tag team name. So, the tag teams grizzled young veterans, dumbass. You said you know all the tag team names. I said I know the name of the tag team, not the people in the tag team. That's what I fucking said. He goes for the slingshot. Wentz hits him with the super kick. Slaps himself in the face a couple times. Gets in his face and yells loud as shit. Fucking fight me. <laughs> Fucking pumped me up. That was awesome. He winds up, you know, ground and pound, hits him a few times, grabs him, does this big ass springboard off the top rope, floating cutter for a two count. That, yeah. Uh, tag back into Desmond. He does the, goes for the handspring Pele again and gets kicked right in the fucking face when he cuts the backflip. That was nice. Uh, there's the cutoff right there. Uh, Gibson hooks him for a cradle suplex, hits it. Drake off the top with a 450 for a two count. Then they pick him, pick Desmond back up into the electric chair. Drake goes to jump off. He winds up ducking through forward roll for a two count. Uh, shenanigans right there has both the heels down. They hit that assisted standing moonsault thing they do yeah, over we, Drake, Drake onto Gibson. Uh, as soon as Drake stands up, Desmond hits the poison Rana, which I always fucking love, man. I've never seen that and I've been like, that looked good. Never. Uh, then they go. Uh, Wentz heads up to the top, hits a senton. Desmond goes up, hits this 
spinning, twisting. Corkscrew senton. Corkscrew, twisting senton uh, for a two count. Eventually, Gibson's outside with Desmond. He winds up getting Desmond up in the electric chair. As soon as he turns around, Drake comes through with a dive, and it's a damn doomsday device off of a dive. That was fucking badass. This whole match was fucking badass. Uh, back into the ring, they hit their big powerbomb lung blower finisher. Uh, Grizzle Young Veterans, one, two, big, kick out. Big falsy. Then a big slap right afterwards. Leads to Wentz getting in the ring to pull Desmond off of one of their shoulders. I don't remember who got him up for the move, but Desmond was up on a shoulder. Wentz comes in, pulls him off. There's a double super kick. Uh, that put... Drake out of the ring. They hit Gibson, I believe it was, with yeah. the big... I don't even know what they call it. There's like a heart attack, but instead of a clothesline, they do a jumping, um, flipping neck breaker. But this one, he done it like springboard off the second rope with a spin and a twist Twisted. and a... It was badass. One, one, two, three, they fucking won. MSK wins, so they get to celebrate with the Dusty Trophy. And a shit ton of confetti. Yeah, two times tonight with a shit ton of confetti like that. They just said, fuck the Jeter. Fuck the main <laughs> guy. Oh, God damn it, I ain't fucking cleaned the other part up yet, damn it. And I mean, like I said, that was a fucking good match. Tag team wrestling, I love anyway. I... I will never not like a tag team match, pretty much. Especially if it's action-packed like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything you want to add? No, I mean, like, when tag team wrestling is done good, it's it's like that. It's clean, it's smooth, it's clean, it's hard-hitting, it tells a story. And, like, like instead of a singles, you're, it's two people you have to get over. Tag team, four people getting over. Four people are telling a story. And when you can have four people tell a story like that... It when it pays off, it fucking feels fantastic. And these guys, they told this story of MSK all the way up from their debut all the way up to the Dusty Final and the emotions pouring through when they got that three count. You could sit on their face because they always wanted to come to WWE. For those of you who don't like WWE, if you don't like WWE, big deal, okay? There's times we hate WWE. But these guys dreamed of this their whole life and it shows through that package, shows through the vignettes. And when they got that three count, it was the culmination of all their hard work. So congrats to them. Definitely congrats to them. Uh, two things before we move on from this. What you were saying about tag team wrestling, when all four people get on the same page, it's magic and it's beautiful. These guys didn't start off that way. I even I almost wrote down, it's a little sloppy, they seem confused, they seem lost, but then they hit their stride that just, from that point on, right. I had no other complaints. It was... It was near the beginning, Gibson and Zachary Wentz was in the ring with each other, and, you know, it was just one of those, I don't know if Wentz got lost or if Gibson tried to call something and he didn't hear or what actually happened, but you could tell there was some kind of confusion that happened. But, like I said, they covered it up, they got through it, and it was fucking phenomenal. Yes. 
And speaking of phenomenal, phenomenal, one of my favorite people on NHT. I am a oh, I, hold on. I before we even go to that, okay. I was going to ask you a question. Okay. In Impact, the Rascals were three people. Yes. It was Desmond, Zachary, and Trey Lamar. Mm-hmm. Trey Lamar decided to stay with Impact instead of coming to NXT with the other two. Right. They got big plans for Trey Lamar over there, but do you think it was a mistake for him not to come with MSK and you know have the three guys in the group still? I don't think so. I think... It was all a mutual thing. I think they understood. I feel like Trey wanted to branch out in singles and Amos Cap, of course, still wanted to be a tag. I feel like it, if Trey stays with Impact for X amount of years, I don't know how they do their contracts, but I feel like they'll come back together eventually. But I think this is a good thing for them. Okay. I do. What about you? Because uh, if, 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 if Trey Moore were to came, would they have gotten the Dusty Cup? opportunity possibly or they're like oh let's do something with y'all let's maybe have a few with undisputed air let's maybe put you against see I don't think they would have threw him in I don't think they would have threw him in with the arrow or the kings of NXT yet because with them just coming up uh, I think they still would have done the dusty cup with them I still think they would have done this but they would have had the story with the third in there and they might have you know they would have kind of diluted stuff a little bit with the storyline I don't think so because they still had uh, Desmond and Zach teaming up together. Mm-hmm. And Trey was like the third. He was in the group, but he wasn't he part was, of the tag team. He was the singles in the guy. group. Kind of like... Cole is with Undisputed Era. Undisputed Era. You got Adam Cole as a singles. Roddy is the secondary singles. And then Fish and O'Reilly as the tag. I mean, that's the way they worked it there. That's the way. And kind of like... With the Kings of NXT, you got Lorcan and Birch as the tag. You got Pete as the singles. So, I mean, I think they still could have worked it out that way. I just, I don't know. I think I would have liked to have seen him come to NXT with the other two. Yeah. Just to see the different, the difference they could have done, you know, the different things they could have done, how they could have read differently worked everything out. Fair enough. Uh, I, I can get behind that. Alright, now. Now, onto this fucking phenomenal shit we're talking about. Again, like I said, one of my favorite people in NXT. One of, yeah, both of our favorite peoples. Somebody they should push to the, the moon. moon. Talking about Cameron Grimes, baby. Uh, apparently he's rich now. <laughs> I was telling Jason I was telling Jason when it happened I was like I bet you Triple H said here take some of this money and go film you a vignette kid I he did it's Cameron Grimes which everybody listening knows I'm sure who Cameron Grimes is uh in a rap video a country rap video it starts up. You see a you see a fucking Lamborghini pull into the damn park a parking lot, and then of course he gets out all decked out in a suit with cowboy boots, and it just transitions from different effects from him being in the pool, him just waving money in his face, him in the Shawn Michaels post fanning himself with money. He's rolling around in a stack of money while money's raining down on him. I mean, it's 
It's like you walked into the worst strip club you could ever imagine at some points in but this. You, but you did not want to leave. You just kept watching. And, you know, the to the moon catchphrase was in there. And then he was stacking money to the moon. And, I mean, honestly, big letters. I wrote, what the fuck is this? I'm confused and intrigued. Oh, man, I'm just, I'm so ready for it, man. I was hoping they would push him last year before the pandemic and let him get that North, that North American belt. That, I think, is the ceiling for it right now, as much as I hate to say it. The main event picture is kind of, it it's filled up right packed. now. Yeah, it's packed, but I'm but him I would love to have him push towards the NXT title, the North American title. Uh, huge fan of the guy. He's good. He's so fucking, charismatic. He got a hat over. He got a fucking hat over, and he did, and it was it wasn't even like he was trying. Literally, he would take the hat off and just put it on the ring post, and it just it just went from there. Like people were trying to take it from him, and he just went with it, and that's Chris Jericho level shit. Yeah, and then you transition from that promo to a commercial. When you come back, it's a video package for the. Next match, which is the women's triple threat title match. Uh, Tony Storm, Io Shirai, Mercedes Martinez. And right off the bat, I hate doing this, but I had to make jokes because I make jokes. And sometimes they're funny, sometimes they're not. That's just a dick in you. But I thought, I don't have dick in me. (laughs) I was hoping you'd catch that. Come on. That wasn't even right. Will's going to hear that and think you're holding out on him. (laughs) But no, seriously, uh, I am an asshole. Uh, First person out was Mercedes Martinez. She came out, had her little mask. She had her mask on that she wears out to the ring all the time. I know she wears that. That's no surprise to me. But my first thought, and I even wrote this down, was I thought she left Retribution. No, well, she had to come back to NXT to retaliate. Get it? Because she's retaliation. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was just... I I had to say something about that. Josh laughed. You guys might not laugh. But yeah, I thought she was out of Retribution. It's mostly because we're tired. What do I know? We're tired, so this is probably what's funny to us. Uh... Mercedes out first, Tony out next, IO champions entrance out last. Yeah, they just uh, start doing that more. Quit fucking putting champions out first. That's stupid. Then they they start the match in the middle of the introductions. Introductions, which I don't think you see that enough. I think that's good. Where the ring announcer has to jump out of the damn ring. Like I don't even think she had a clue. Good, don't tell her to make it all more believable. I I don't. I don't think she had a clue. Because she's like, introducing first. In the corners of my... Oh, my God! <laughs> I can't even fucking hear. <laughs> Why didn't y'all fucking tell me that was about to happen? Yeah, Mercedes just jumps here right off the rip. And it just goes from there. Boom, boom, boom. Uh, Really fast action. A whole lot of back and forth. Uh, Too much for me to write down. First thing I wrote down... Was that draping, twisting, corkscrew suplex to the outside that Mercedes hit on Tony? Oh, yeah. That looked rough. It looked like it hurt. And I loved it. Pain is love around here in, in wrestling. Yes. <laughs> if you're in pain, you're doing good. And then uh, 
bad camera work, in my opinion, right after that. Because you could see Mercedes and Tony talking to each other. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if Tony didn't know that EO was coming next, but Mercedes was, like, pointing, saying, hey, get over there, move over there. Yeah. But, uh... At least she kept her safe, kept her out of harm's way, because EO goes for a moonsault, uh, misses and just, like, crashes and burns into the barrier that she is then picked up and thrown over by Mercedes. Uh, Mercedes gets Tony back in the ring, goes for the three amigos, hits two of them, then EO's back in. Fights Mercedes off, runs at Tony. Tony hits a big boss man slam. EO goes to the corner, takes a hip check from Tony. Tony runs at Mercedes. Mercedes hits a big ass spine buster. Uh, and I mean, that was a big ass spine buster. Big ass spine buster. Because Tony got a big old booty. But it was a big ass spine buster. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like for the first little bit of the match, it was, you know, a lot of throw this person out and let's go singles one-on-one, and then that person gets thrown out. And There's a lot of – the triple threat didn't come in until more of the middle of the match. So it was a lot of boom, boom, throw shit can this person out, let's go one-on-one. The person that got shit cans out comes back in, boom, boom, boom. But, yes, I felt like this match could have been a little bit longer, at least maybe five, six minutes longer. Well, it probably could have, but – they, I think they wanted to make sure they had time for the shenanigans after the main event. Well, I mean, I, I, it's, it's if this was a pay-per-view, like pay-per-view on TV, I could see the, sh- the rush. But it's their network show that they don't have like time constraints. No, they don't have time constraints, but they still like to have everything done within a two, two-and-a-half-hour window and don't like to go over that. Because and here I am complaining because we're used to watching seven-hour WrestleManias. Over about six weekends. Yeah, my God. Uh, then there was a nice double submission where Mercedes had Tony in a submission. EO breaks it up. EO gets her in like a crossface, crippler crossface type. Wait, I can't say that. Can I? As long as you tap out. I'm not going to say it. You know what I was about to say. I'm not going <laughs> to. So, yeah, crippler crossface to Tony from EO. Uh, uh, Mercedes, Mercedes comes in with a, with a dragon sleeper. Uh, they work that for a little bit. Uh, it winds up getting broke up. EO eventually hits a 619 onto Mercedes and a springboard drop kick. Uh, yeah. Don't be, don't be, don't be silent. He lost his well, you can talk too. Well, you the, you're the, you got the breakdown. I'm just trying to. Yeah, but I think I forgot to write some stuff down because I'm going for EO hitting the 619 and a springboard drop kick to Mercedes hitting a German on Tony. A, a, a lot of shit went down in between the 619 <laughs> and German. <laughs> Let's just say that. Like I this said, is our first review. We're going to be rusty. Give us, a, give us a break. Well, this is the first one we've actually tried to write stuff down instead of just saying, hey, this is what I thought about this match. Yeah. But it goes in... Uh, Mercedes winds up getting EO and the Death Valley Driver uh, Death Valley Driver into the barricade uh, almost like the power bomb to Shotzi looked 
looked rough. That barricade's getting plenty of love tonight. Uh, and then Mercedes gets cuts off, cut off by Tony Storm, who then goes over to the announce table. <laughs> this is great. Starts taking all the shit off the table just for the table to fall. And collapse. Like, I don't know if there's a spot plan for that. Maybe that's why the rest of the match was rushed. There's a spot plan there. I don't know. Well, I think the spot there was what they wound up doing just on the floor. Oh, that would have been nice. Where uh, Tony was going for the Storm Zero and it got reversed. Uh, I think that's what they were going for. Did you hear what Barrett said when he was... Wade Barrett when he was trying to cover up the table. Yeah, he's like, I felt it being wobbly during the MSK match. I felt it wobbly when MSK hit it. So, I mean, he tried to cover it up as much as he could for him. Uh, but, hell, that big spot led to EO climbing up the light rigging and diving off onto both of them, which was just Fantastic. fucking crazy. And I, don't, I, don't, I think we're at four takeovers in a row where EO jumps off of some shit. You know, stumped up the house at takeover in your house. You know, the war games, of course, uh, was to be the third one, and then this the light rigging on this takeover. So, and then, uh, of course, it's a triple down, they're tired, they're wobbly, and Mercedes just winds up taking EO and shit canning her into the steps. So, uh, that puts her out of it. Uh, Mercedes gets Tony into the ring, hits a big knee, and then does the risk. Wrist clinch, three knees, right back to back. Big fisherman buster. One, two, kick out. One, two, kick out. Tony winds up taking over. She gets to take over, hits a big... Hits, hits her storm zero. Well, she hits the big headbutt. That's well, how yeah, she... Yeah, for, for to set it up. So she hits the big standing headbutt, hits storm zero, two count. She goes up top and hits like a... Falling, diving, headbutt. Uh, gets the cover for a one count. As soon as that one count hits, there's EO out of nowhere with the big moonsault. Covers Mercedes. Tony's out of the way. She pins Mercedes. One, two, three. Uh, that little spot right there felt like it was a little rushed. I wrote down that it was some pretty good shit. The whole finish felt rushed after the dive. I don't know if one of them might have got hurt. Missed their spot or or what? I I do feel like though Mercedes out. I feel like they just brought Mercedes back to NXT because she didn't want to be in retribution, and they put her back in NXT just until they find something else to do. Because I'm feeling she's going to be coming back up to the main roster probably. So I feel like as bad as it sounds to say, I hope not. I oh, think yeah. she'll do. I think she can do more and would do more. In NXT, because, I mean, they kept putting over 20 years experience, 20 years experience. Yeah. Uh, some of the young girls coming up, <coughs> she could be there. She could be... A good mentor. A damn good mentor. Help out. Uh, teach people a whole lot of shit just to kind of uh, help them along and help move people up to the main roster. And... uh. I do feel like, though, this could each still set up for Tony to have another one-on-one -on -one match with EO. Because she can claim, oh, you never pinned me in that yeah. match. And she's... In the, the whole still, you can't mm -hmm. pin me thing. Yeah, because in the build-up, she's like, I'm the only person that Tony, uh, that EO can't beat. I beat her in the Mayan Classic, blah, blah, blah. So I feel like we can 
set that up. And Eos had this title for a while, so if, if it builds up to the next takeover, which would be the takeover before Mania, Io drops the title to Tony. I don't know. Yeah, and then she'd be the second person to be the NXT Women's and UK, NXT UK, UK, UK Women's. Women's Champion. So, I feel like I feel like that could be set up some some good storylines in the future. All right. And then that transitioned into another commercial, into another video package, uh, showing the build-up between Finn Balor and Pete Dunne for the NXT title. Holy fuck. I actually wrote that down. Holy Man. fuck. Man, these two guys beat the ever shit out of each other. Definitely uh, beat the shit out of each other. I'm not going to lie. I was kind of hoping for a different finish. I was hoping that Pete would take this one. Uh, yeah. I uh, I was I was kind of feeling... Pete I'm a that. huge fan of both, but... Uh, I can see after the match why they didn't put it on Pete. I do uh, and I don't. When we get closer to the wrapping it up, I'll talk about it. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to lie. I was too busy watching this to even write a whole bunch of stuff down. I don't think I would have been able to write all the stuff down that happened. So I didn't even try. I, uh, you know, it starts off the stare down to start. I mean, they get in the ring, the whole introduction, the whole... Everything. They're just staring each other down. I didn't see Pete Dunn blink once. I don't know how the fuck he could do that. But I don't think he blinked once. And there's just the stare down, the announce. They ring the bell. And I counted from the time the bell rang till they locked up. They waited, I think it was six, seven seconds. Which doesn't sound like a lot. But when you're ready and you think as soon as the bell rings, bam, there's going to be the action. Exactly. The bell rings and you have six seconds and them just staring at each other like, I'm going to fuck you up. You're just like, holy shit. Yes. Uh, and then when they did lock up, it wasn't just some normal little, okay, we're going to lock up. I mean, they like shot in huge, like lock hard, up. boom, lock up. Uh, then they go over and they just... Back and forth with the chain, reversals, reversals, this reversal, that reversal. Yeah, there was a lot of chain, a lot of smooth mat wrestling in this pay-per-view between this match, Gargano and uh, Kushida, and then, of course, even in the tag match. It was a lot of good mat wrestling was shown tonight. Yeah, and tag wrestling, the mat wrestling, the technical stuff, I love. Yes. But uh, it goes through. Pete Dunne, he starts taking over. He starts working over the arm. Which he'd been doing anyway, you know, working the shoulder, the arm. And of course, throughout the match, he was telling me, "You're you're just a you're just an old geezer with a glass jaw, and I'm gonna expose it." So that was his goal too, to because you know Ben still got that nurse and that broken jaw from his match with O'Reilly on those two takeovers. Uh, and then we go through. Finn takes over. He stomps on his foot. Simple and effective. They Wade Barrett even said, "You learn that when you're two years old," you know. So he takes over, starts working over uh, Pete's knee. Uh, works over the knee, works over the leg. Uh, and then, like I said, didn't write everything down. 
uh, Pete Dunn, he starts somehow gets a quick takeover. Not take over like the main like the event that's happening. Like he starts to take over in the match. You look confused there. I don't know if you were falling asleep. <laughs> no, or what. no, I think you're falling asleep because you had to explain that to people that are probably gonna know what you're fuck you're talking about. Well, like I said, you look confused. Well, no, I was trying to explain to you. No, no, you you went into the phone to talk to that one. No, I, I knew exactly what you were talking about. I watched the damn match. But, you know, P starts to take over and he goes, and you know he does the X-Plex anyway. He goes up, just throws him down. It looks like that's what he was going for there, but he kind of spun him around too. And everybody starts saying, ah, did his knee tweak? Did his knee hurt? Did his knee buckle? Whatever. So I don't know if he was just trying to make it look like something or if there might have been a whoops, somebody messed up or what. Right. Uh, and then I write down, these two are fucking amazing. Because there's more back and forth. It winds up going into a STF by Finn that they broke up with a finger break. Yeah, when I first started watching Pete Dunne, because, you know, he was UK, so you, we don't really get to watch UK stuff from these guys unless, you know, we see it on YouTube. When he first started doing the joint manipulation with the fingers and stuff, that was the first time I've ever seen something like that. And I thought... That's fucking brutal, but it's fucking genius. Yeah. Yeah, and it was like a simple, easy way to get out of that. Uh, he's just... I mean, the STF, the fingers are in the face anyway, so he breaks the fingers away, and then he starts twisting and, you know, turning each knuckle, and then it wasn't technically a finger break. It was just like the spin and the twist and everything, but still, you know, that's how he got out of it. Effective. It makes the hole get broken, and you can power back up. And they go into a chop exchange, back and forth. Finn hits a couple, like, taking him from corner to corner, hits a big chop. Another one, then Pete just, you know, bam, 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 bam. Uh, eventually, Finn gets in control again, goes for, I don't know what he wants to call it, but I know it as the eye of the hurricane because I was Shane Helms' finisher. Oh, Yes. He's hooks him for the eye of the hurricane and Pete arm drags out of it. Winds up hitting a sit out power bomb for a two count. Uh hits a snap German and then Finn hits a drop kick to the knee. Uh eventually hits the eye of the hurricane. Shotgun drop kick into the corner, goes up for the coup de gras, and he gets caught in a triangle. He worked that triangle too. Yes. They worked that for a good, a good amount of time. You know, it wasn't a quick. He's in straight to the ropes or straight to a uh, pin reversal. And I, what I thought was genius, like he sold it so well, like because he sold his knee, he sold the exhaustion of the match. Like he's got the, he's got it locked in. He, he's like barely punched him in the face. He's trying to get to the jaw. It's, it's like, man, I'm so exhausted, but I'm gonna keep punching you. I, I'm gonna punch whatever energy I've got to knock you the fuck out, so you'll pass out. And then he goes to the rope, flips him, Pete gets him right back in the middle of the ring, he backs up into the rope again, and like the minute he puts his foot on the rope, uh, Pete, uh, Finn passes out. And he breaks up the hole, and he's like, check on him. That's it. No, he wasn't telling him to check on him. He was going after him. Well, that was the first time, and the second time. And the, the referee, referee pushed, him, pushed him back. The referee pushed him back more than once. And then when Finn said, okay, I'm good, let's go. Again, double drop kick to the face. 
No, he just stomped him in well, the face. He stomped him, yeah. Stomps him in the face, picks him up, goes for the bitter end. Uh, yeah, he- Finn falls in behind him, hits, uh, goes for the 1916, winds up blocking it. Uh, however, the block happened. Again, a submission hold by Finn. Yeah, the abdominal stretch. It was an abdominal stretch, yeah. but it was they were both laying down. Yes, like, yeah, he brought it down. Uh, but still, the hands in the face, another finger break. The whole time, they're laying there after this. Bit, Dunn does not let go of those fingers. He keeps a hold. Winds up spinning around. They get everything. Goes through the legs. Tries to hook for the bitter end. He can't. He tries to go again. Can't do it. And all he does is simple. He just raises Finn's own arm up and he low blows himself. Remember that? Hey, hey, he doesn't call because Finn technically done it to himself. So no Low problem. blows himself. Bitter end. I'm going crazy. Oh, my God. Pete's about to win. One, two, kick out. I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah, Are you serious? That, that falsely popped both of us. I was like, oh, shit. Good false finish right there. Good false one. Uh, and then Finn's on his hands and knees going like he's working on getting up. And Pete just goes, stomps on both hands. And then he jumps up and stomps on both hands again. Uh, then the exchange they go on right after that. Bitter end reversal, 1960. Hooks a bitter reversal. end, up over. Uh, reversal, reversal, reversal. Then here he goes, hooks for the bitter end, goes for it, misses it. Bloody Sunday to a double stomp. Then, as he picks Pete Dunn up, he pulls his mouth guard out. Because he's doing the whole, oh, you're a geezer with a glass jaw, but... You got a mouth guard. Pete's the one that wears the mouth guard. So he takes the mouth guard out, double drop kick to the face, goes up. Coup de gras. Coup de gras. 1916. Oh, I, I think he should have went for the pin after the coup de gras. Well, ever since he's been the prince, ever since he's been back in NXT, it's the coup de gras first, then he reversals in, then he puts the 1916 as the... the yeah, ending. I know, but I think he should have went for the pin there. Because after taking the mouth guard out, he's like, yeah, I got you. And then the kick to the face goes up, coup de gras. Okay, that's it. Because I still think it makes Pete look strong. He's like, ah, you ain't going to be able, he's not going to be able to get put away with just that coup de gras. So. Well, that's why I think he should have went for the pin. Because he had to dive out for the coup de gras. He wasn't like right there in the corner on this one. Right. He had to dive out for it, hit it, boom. I think he should have just kind of like fell over, boom. Get the one, two, the kick out, and then he's like, ah, and then boom. But, yeah, he hit the coup de grace, the 1916. One, two, three, still and still your NXT champion. Holy fuck, Finn Balor wins. Then the fun stuff happens. Yes, so, you know, Dunn's out there selling. Finn goes to the outside after he does his victory celebration. He's wearing the belt. He's on their entrance ramp, backing up. But well, if you notice, the ref goes over to him. He kind of like rushed him out of the ring. So you could tell they were kind of getting close on time. So he goes to leave, and here comes Lorcan and Birch. So hit the attack fit from behind, throw him in the ring. Throw him in the ring, and I'm thinking, okay, is the is Dunn going to break it up, do a respect thing? thing? Then you said Edge. Or are... Or are 
Lorcan and Birch going to turn on Pete because Pete couldn't get the job done. And then I'm thinking, well, what about Edge? And you do a Edge Edge and Balor Balor against the Kings. You know, let them find a third. Do Edge Christian and Balor against the Kings of NXT maybe. But But it ended up being Undisputed Era come out. Undisputed Era comes out, runs them off. And the whole time when Balor was going up doing his, after the match, he's selling his fingers. Yeah, like he. Like I mean, he, he that was amazing. He, yeah, he doesn't do the gunshot. He doesn't do the bullet club thing. Like his fingers are clenched in. It's like I'm mean, selling his hands. Like God, my fucking hands are hurting. Blah blah blah. Fucking genius. So yeah, Undisputed Era comes in, cleans house, celebration. You got Kyle Riley comes straight to Balor first. Gives him a handshake, looks him straight in the eyes. Hey, we got your back. You You're a true champion. Him. Blah you blah. Trust blah. us. You know, everybody posts up. Undisputed there does their thing. I don't know. Did he say you can trust us? Yes, I he didn't did. Hear... Yeah, I heard that. Okay, that. I just heard. You know, I just heard him say something about you're a true champion. Blah blah blah. Yeah, I right. didn't hear that. Yeah, right. Said but you yeah, us. they go up. Uh, Cole O'Reilly and uh strong strong are in there doing the. Era pose. Balor's in the middle. Balor. Okay, from left to right, you had Roderick Strong, Finn Balor, Kyle O'Reilly, Adam Cole. Uh, three era members doing their pose. Balor does the gun, finger gun thing. And then out of nowhere, super kick from Cole to Balor. And immediately O'Reilly's like, "What the hell are you doing, man? Why, why are you doing this? You know, you know, arguing back and, and forth." Roddy's just looking like, "What the hell just happened?" And then, and then super kick from Cole to Kyle O'Reilly, and then Roddy's really like, "What the fuck just happened?" Kyle, uh, Cole's pissy. Cole gets out of the ring. He's standing on the apron of the ring, yelling at uh, O'Reilly, yelling at Roddy. And Roddy's just standing there. Don't know what the thing. Roderick Strong's just standing there, like I don't know what happened. So, and it, and this sets up a, the the look on Roddy's face reminded me of the look on the face of Dean Ambrose when Seth Rollins hit Roman with the chair. Yeah, sorry, I was, I was doing a visual. <laughs> so I mean, this sets up a whole bunch of different things. Kyle O'Reilly, babyface, major babyface, push him to the fucking moon. And my thing is, what I've talked about earlier, like, I see what they're doing, but I, I don't know how it could be effective, per se. Do Okay, we push our brother to the moon, give him the belt eventually. But he's already lost twice clean. Does that look good? Are we putting the title back on Cole? I love Cole fucking. I, I don't, I love Adam Cole. But do we give the title back to Cole just for Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole feud for O'Reilly to dethrone Cole? Do does the air break up completely? Where does Roddy fit in? Does he side with Cole? Does he go to O'Reilly? There's all this dynamic here that can make for so many different stories, and I'm so ready for it. Well, I honestly, on that, I can see the era just completely dissolving right there. Uh, better than to dissolve here in a good way than fucking go to the main roster and then fuck them over. I could see. As bad as I hate to say it, I could see them releasing Bobby Fish. Well, he has been injured quite a few times. Right. And, Vince, if you get hurt one time, he thinks you're injury prone. Yeah. 
I mean, that's been proven more than once. This is what, his third knee injury? I don't know what this one is, but I know he's had two knee injuries. So, I mean, I could, as bad as I hate to say it, I could see that and then splitting them up, pushing Kyle O'Reilly as a baby face, uh, pushing Adam Cole as a big heel. And then Brody being the, the neutral factor where he finally goes a whole it's about a month trying to figure out which side he wants to be on and then I could just see, I could see uh, whatever happening with Roddy just happening more organically whenever they can allow fans back and letting them see what kind of reaction they're going to give him, whether they're going to go baby or heel with him, and just let him, like, mid-card feud for a little while. Mm -hmm. Like, somebody, somebody they're wanting to try to see what they can do, I mean, like, What's his name? Leon Ruff. I could see Roddy and Leon Ruff having a few back and forths. You know, not 50-50 booking, not completely kill him, completely kill Roddy, but have a match here and there and make him look strong. Or, uh, you know, do something with... Do a match with Gargano. Do a match with Kushida. Do a match with, you know, random guy there bringing in so he can have an overmatch, you know, so Roddy can beat somebody strong. Yes. So, like I said, a whole bunch of dynamics in place. I, I'm ready for the next few rounds of tapings. I'm ready, well, not tapings, but ready for the next few episodes of NXT because I don't think they're doing another takeover until the takeover before Mania. I could be wrong. Because I know the next paper use is Chamber, Fastlane, and Mania. Yeah, they wouldn't do one before Fastlane. Um, uh... I'm su- I'm honestly surprised they did this one. I think just because it being Valentine's Day, they wanted that. They wanted that, and they already had. They didn't have enough time to throw the chamber tonight. Uh well, I think the next takeover instead of having a takeover, they'll have Dakota and Raquel probably come in to represent NXT for the next pay per view. I don't know if it'll be Fastlane, maybe. If they get the title shots, maybe I don't know. I could see them wait until Fastlane because they're not going to do it at the Chamber, no, and they're no. not going, and they're not going to do it at WrestleMania. Yeah, unless it was a WrestleMania pre-show. Yeah. Now, when we got Rhea and Charlotte for the NXT Women's Title, that was our NXT representative probably for the next couple of years. Maybe when fans come back, we'll get another. Maybe we'll get an NXT title match. See, I don't know. I could see them doing something with the NXT title, especially with Balor having it. I could see them doing. Uh, Another Balor Dunn match. I mean, I feel like, I mean, them bringing the Royal Rumble winner to challenge for the NXT title was a good thing last year. But I feel like you don't have to have a Rumble winner challenge. You could have NXT be on the card as a representative. Right, right. But I don't think they're going to do that just for the simple fact of it being NXT. And Vince doesn't see it as the third brand. I mean, the only reason the whole build towards Survivor Series happen was because of the uh the plane ride from hell the yeah the Saudi Arabia stuff when people couldn't get back for Smackdown so they had to there's a fart on the podcast there you go Ben uh they had to do something yeah but yeah Vince doesn't see them as on the same playing field he sees his big toys like Keith Lee that he brings up and he's like ah we're gonna we're going to push you, kid, and then he changes everything about him so the fans are like, well, this isn't the same guy, so they don't give him that reaction. 
right, so All right. overall, what did you think of the pay-per-view? Overall, I thought it was really good. Okay. Uh, all the matches, I thought, made sense. They, you know. I thought the right people won. I feel like each match, it still can lead into more storylines down the road. I feel like each match ended with, okay, there's another story coming here soon. There's something more going on. It it didn't feel like it was the end. No, it but. a lot of things open. Each match ended. Yes, correct. It wasn't a screwy DQ. It wasn't a fucking. It, it wasn't yeah. a count out. It wasn't a double count out. It wasn't a. No, Hill Shenanigans like nobody interfered on Dunn's match. On the in Kings of Minutes, interfere on Dunn's match. You didn't have the way interfering on Gardano's match. Yeah, there was no interference. There were no DQs. There were no quick roll ups. That's the Tigers and the Wolves. A werewolf and a tiger. You ever seen a werewolf and a tiger chase each other? We just did. You heard it on the podcast, folks. You See? Did you hear that? You were to hell. <laughs> All right. But, yeah, overall, I thought everything was really good. Uh, uh, scale of 1 to 10, I give it a... Get about a 9. 8.5, 9, yeah. Uh like I said, there were a few confusing things that happened, like the way they the way they structured the tag matches. I don't know if that's just because of the old school Southern Indy in me that, you know, babyface shine, he'll take over, babyface come back, go into the finish, whoever's gonna win. Right. Uh you know, that's my that's my thought on a uh structure in a match unless it's Straight heel heat till the baby face come back. Yep, so I mean, got NXT takeover in the books. Uh, we're gonna throw this in there to probably tomorrow. Uh, we'll see what the reaction is on our reviews. Like I said, this is our first review, so we'll get better. If y'all like this, if it gets views, we'll keep doing it. It won't be something regularly. We'll probably do like, you know, pay-per-views, stuff like that. We won't be reviewing like, uh, at least not right now, not Raw. We're not going to do Raw and SmackDown. We probably, we're not going to do uh, regular NXT shows. We'll do it for, and I won't even say pay-per-views because, hell, I'll be honest with you. Right now, we have internet. We watch stuff on the network. We watch stuff on the fucking Pluto Pro Wrestling channel. Uh, even when we had cable, we cut cable off because we didn't watch anything. We always watch Netflix. We watch, yeah, you we know, stream. Hulu. We watch movies. We stream. We don't watch stuff live. We don't watch live TV. So we never watch Raw. We never watch SmackDown. Hell, we didn't watch AEW there for a while. We watched when it first started coming on. So, uh, we don't, we probably won't be doing reviews on those, uh, we did this one for NXT. We'll we'll do the chamber next week just to give you know, give you guys something to listen to if you enjoyed this. And we'll see what the reaction is, and if if so, we'll maybe do more pay per views. But yeah, we won't be doing no live weekly shows, because we're gonna, we're keeping the dynamic with the podcast like it is, throwing something a little extra here and there in. So hopefully you guys enjoyed this. Hopefully you're gonna uh, listen up whenever we get. The podcast for this week put on there. Uh, Jerry Anderson's supposed to come by. We're going to 
you know, hopefully Ben will be here with us and we'll be able to talk about a little bit of tag team wrestling because... We'll see, we'll see if we can get Will out of the damn dungeon for once. Ah, uh, Will's probably tied up right now, if you want me to be honest. But, uh, yeah, guys, hopefully you enjoyed this. I know we enjoy talking about it, so peace out, fuckers. I'm going to fucking bed. <laughs>